and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, where we are going to answer a super fun Facebook question. So this is a Facebook question episode 14. If you're new to the podcast, here is the gist of how our Tuesday episodes work. I have a really cool Facebook group called Braden's Besties. Go check it out and join us. Link in the show notes. When you join the group, you will have to share with me one legal or tax question you have in your business. So we get questions ranging from contracts to trademarks sometimes, a lot of questions on LLCs, S-Corps, and business entities, income tax, sales tax, money management, all of these really juicy topics. So you share one of those questions, I save all of them, and then every Tuesday I pick one question to answer here on the podcast. So that is what we are doing today, and here is our question that we're gonna be tackling. The question is, what are the major differences between freelancers and small business owners? I do freelance graphic design work, but also some art, stationary design, and calligraphy work. Will I need to separate the incomes for taxes? Okay, so the difference between freelancers and small business owners, when you have multiple businesses or streams of income, and then the second part of the question is, do you need to separate those incomes for taxes? So let's kind of separate out these questions and dive into the first one. So the first question is, it's pretty tricky. The difference between freelancers and business owners can be subjective and it really depends who you ask and in what context this question is being asked. So I have found, especially among creatives, that typically people will think of a freelancer as someone who doesn't really market themselves as a business but they still maintain autonomy among a variety of factors. So really they're like an independent contractor and not an employee. So I, I find a lot of people will, will look at employee and then an independent contractor slash freelancer and then a business owner. It's kind of like a progression. And really in legal and tax context or legal and tax land, that's not really how it works. From my perspective, freelancers are business owners. They're more or less the same thing. Okay, especially under um, like especially under new California contractor laws and in many other states, you want to be very careful of who you're hiring. 
And you typically want to be hiring business owners. So you want to have a B2B contract for independent contractor scenarios. So I don't really like the language freelancer, to be perfectly honest. I would like for people to realize that if you're working on your own, if you're using your own materials, collecting your own money, sending your own invoices, you are a business owner. So to give some context to this, I'm going to read you some examples from a blog that I wrote a little while ago on the difference between running a hobby and a business. But I think these examples will, will kind of help us out here. So let's start. We have three different hypothetical business owners and we're gonna start with Anne. So Anne is who I call the hobbyist. So Anne loves weddings and events. She's a full-time mom and does not have a primary stream of income. All of Anne's friends know that she loves Pinterest and is always looking at venues, invitations, and other fun stuff. She's hyper-organized and good at planning. A friend of Anne's asked her to help pull together her wedding. Anne does this. As a thank you, Anne's friend gives Anne a $500 gift card, and she's super grateful. Sorry, lost my train of thought thought there. So Anne doesn't really have a business, um, but her friend knows that Anne would crush it at helping her plan her wedding. So she does and gives her a gift card as a thank you. So we're going to call Anne's wedding planning in this example, a hobby. She does not intend to market herself. She's not really trying to have a business. If another friend asked her to help out with their wedding, uh, she would probably be happy to do it, but not really expect much or any compensation. Under the tax law, uh, the $500 gift is technically income for services, and it would need to go on her tax return as hobby or other income. This is what surprises a lot of people. You would just assume it's not taxable. A lot of people probably just want to report the money, but I'm telling you what the technical rule is. If, however, Anne had expenses, she would not be able to deduct those expenses um, from her $500 in income because it is a hobby, unless Anne wants to say that she had a business, in which case she could, and deduct those expenses on a Schedule C. So I'm not gonna get really into the nuances there, um, but Anne could make a mindset shift, call herself a business owner, and then once she does that, she needs to actually go out and start marketing herself as a business, and then she can start taking her expenses. So the next, uh, next hypothetical taxpayer we have is Dave, the freelancer. So let's look at Dave. Dave is a nurse. He's been getting into photography. He does some family shoots for close friends. And then he decides to second shoot a few weddings with uh, people that he knows who have established wedding photography businesses. Dave makes about $4,000 doing photography in his first year. Uh, he's also a bit of an equipment enthusiast, so he spent more than half of that on new camera equipment. This, to be perfectly honest, probably is not very realistic because if you're an equipment enthusiast, you're probably spending more than $2,000 on camera equipment. But we'll keep the numbers easy. So Dave does not have a business name. He's not started marketing himself. A lot of us would probably call Dave uh, a freelancer because he's contracting with other photographers to help them out. Some people might even say that Dave's a hobbyist like Anne, because he's only really shot for friends and family. For tax purposes, however, we would treat Dave as a business owner, despite him calling himself 
a freelancer. He's performing services for compensation. Even if he's not putting forth a ton of marketing effort, he's still acting like a photographer who is providing services for income, which makes him a business owner. Although he ha might have a net loss if he goes out and spends uh, more money on camera equipment, he will likely uh, break even an in income in the next couple of years, and that is perfectly a-okay. All right, so that is Dave. Our next hypothetical taxpayer is Tamika, and Tamika is who we're going to call the new business owner. So her story looks a lot like Dave's, but she just branded herself and launched a website. Her business is Tamika's Fine Photos. She still has a full-time gig, a full-time job, but hopes to turn her side hustle into her main business whenever she is able. So Tamika definitely has a business for tax purposes. For legal purposes, she's a business owner as well and should start considering herself one by looking into business licenses, DBAs, LAs, LLCs, and all of that other jazz. So these are kind of our breakdowns, the difference between a hobbyist, someone who might consider themselves a freelancer, but I typically still call a business owner, and then someone who definitely is a business owner. So that is our breakdown. And hopefully, hopefully that helped answer the first part of our question here on what was the major difference between freelancers and business owners. Now let's move on to the second question, which asks whether they need to separate their income between art, stationary design, and calligraphy work. Now, this is where, this one also, this also gets a little bit tricky because it depends on a few different things. The short answer is either way is probably fine. You can separate them, you cannot separate them. But the question is, do you have multiple businesses or are you offering multiple services within one business? So for example, a, photograph a photographer can shoot wedding photos and they can also shoot portraits. They're gonna be serving uh, maybe different audiences. It's gonna be a different service, but that's all gonna be the, uh, it's all gonna be under the same umbrella as photography, right? Let's say you also go into like a cute little retail store. So here in San Diego, we have one called Pigment. It's super popular. It's kind of like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like anthropology meets like a maker's arcade kind of a thing. They have lots of cool products, right? But they sell all different types of stuff, uh, multiple things, one business. That probably was not a great analogy, but you get where I'm going here. If you run an art-based business where you're doing commissioned artwork, you are also using your skills to do some stationary design and you're doing calligraphy, that's all a you know, creative type of work. You gotta have an umbrella name that fits all of that underneath of it. That's one business. And you, know, you just have multiple streams of income in your business model. So for example, in my law firm, I offer, you know, I do contracts, I do consultations, I do business formations, and that's one business. But when I do my bookkeeping, I keep track of how much income I'm making from each of those streams of income. So for this, this individual, I think the question is, do you have multiple streams of income in one business? 
Or do you have multiple businesses and you're asking whether you can just combine their incomes onto your tax return to make it easier? So if you're doing art, stationery, design, and calligraphy work, do you have, you know, Stacy's Fine Art as a website, and then you're doing stationary design under a different business name, a different website, and you're totally marketing it to a different audience? That's really to businesses. And where we could get into the weeds here, and I teach all of this, like in my signature program, Unfuck Your Biz, but... Uh, and we could get you know really into detail there on how this works with LLCs and owning it all inside of one company. But what you really need to think about is how you want to do this from a business perspective and then what makes the most tax sense. So if you are marketing them all separately, then you could consider them all to be separate businesses if you have a sole proprietorship in which case they should each have their own set of books and they're each going to go on to separate Schedule Cs. Or you could consider yourself to have one business with multiple marketing channels. So for example, it's possible to have an LLC where the LLC owns a few different business or income streams. Technically an LLC can own different businesses. And if you're a sole proprietorship, it can work the same way. So the total income and expenses from all of those different income streams could go onto one Schedule C. If you eventually are going to want to form different LLCs for each of them, then I would consider them separate businesses. I don't feel like I'm doing a great job explaining this, <laughs> but I got a lot of wheels turning in my head about different ways that we could kind of tackle this question. But I hope that we got the basics of the point across if you do have multiple income streams in your business, really the crux of the question is, are they different businesses or are they different income streams? And I just really started making this differentiation um, a couple months ago because I had someone in my course who thought they had six businesses and needed to open six bank accounts and do six sets of bookkeeping, but really they had two businesses where they had four income streams in one and two income streams in the other one. So. Think about that, noodle on it. If you have questions about this episode, uh, feel free to post them in the Facebook group. I would love to chat about it. And also, quick note before we wrap up, you have just a couple more days to register for the free tax challenge. Sign up for the tax challenge closes on Friday. I chatted all about this in last week's episode. So you can go listen to that if you want to learn more or go to unfuckyourbiz.com to get all of the details on the challenge. We will be starting on Monday. And the goal is for you in one week to get fully prepared to finish your bookkeeping, gather all your documents, and be ready to either hand that all off to a professional or to then file your own tax return. So hope this helps. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. And I uh, cannot wait to be back in your earbuds on Thursday for our episode all about 1099s. I hope you have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. 
That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.